Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the new season of autumn with a new moon in Libra. Autumn brings our attention inward to appreciate what is about to be harvested internally and externally. It's when the crops reach their full potential and nature sheds her leaves. If you missed last week's episode, Teachings from the Medicine Wheel, be sure to go back and listen. Libra season represents a new start as well. As a cardinal sign, this energy generates new vibrations to create the desired changes we want to bring forward. Virgo season taught us about our self-worth and how to be of service in the world. Libra season builds upon these energies and seeks to extend them to our partnerships. Once we acknowledge our self-worth and accept our own imperfections, we are in a place to accept other people's imperfections. Also, when we know our true self-worth, we can better stand our ground in conflict and find a peaceful resolution that preserves our integrity. We can also attract partners into our lives who reflect this self-worth and can help us on our journey of self-discovery. This season is ultimately an opportunity to look at all the relationships in your life and understand them on a new level. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my energy focus for the week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. As we move through these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff you've been carrying around. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of her life and ready to let go of the limited beliefs that hold you back, join me in my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, yes, this work will change your life. You will start to find ways to stand up for yourself, improve your energetic boundaries, and really speak your truth. You may just be surprised at what you find within your own spirit. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how my programs can help you. In today's episode, I wanted to offer another perspective on working with the elements and how the ancient teachings are coming forward in our present lifetime. 
My guest is Lindsay Fontalori. She's a medicine maker, educator, and author of In Our Elements, Soul Medicine to Unleash Your Personal Power. In this episode, we talk about the five elements of the Chinese system, the element of metal for the fall, prayer boards, shared consciousness, money and honey, flower essences, and ways to support your own healing as well as the collective healing. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, to breathe, and set an intention for this new season of autumn. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing the breath all the way up the body, and exhale, sending that breath all the way back down, slowing down, centering. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body, opening up to your spirit. Call in your energy, feel your spirit coming into you. Exhaling down the body deep into the earth. Inhaling up the body. And exhale, dropping right into the heart. In the very deepest part of your heart, feel that connection that you have with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and supported. Feel all this energy coming in for you. Inhaling. And exhaling as we take this time to honor where you are right here in this brand new season we find this season in the direction of the west where the sun sets each and every day imagine yourself standing in these beautiful colors of sunset noticing your day the good the bad the indifferent offering gratitude for all the many lessons coming in calling in the directions for guidance and protection to the west, the north, the east, and the south, above you, below you, right into the very center, deep into your heart where you find that connection with the greater spirit, with creator, and taking a moment to set an intention for where you are right now. Noticing these elevated emotions of how you want to feel as these intentions come in for you and letting it radiate out from that deepest part of your heart. Taking another deep inhale and exhale, centering, grounding, focusing the energy as you bring your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. Mm -hmm. 
So my guest today, Lindsay Fontalori, is a medicine maker, educator, and author of In Our Element, Soul Medicine to Unleash Your Personal Power. She was drawn to the healing arts after her own journey to fertility introduced her to the interconnectedness of body, mind, and spirit. Her extensive training includes a Master of Arts from New York University, a Master of Science from Tri-State College of Acupuncture, and clinical training in traditional Chinese medicine, Kiko Matsumoto-style Japanese acupuncture, and myofascia trigger point release. Lindsay firmly believes that the power to heal should rest in the hands and hearts of all communities. Her approach to soul medicine emerges from over 15 years of clinical practice, her PhD studies of indigenous and African diasporic psychology, and her commitment to community wellness. She provides practitioner certification in the sacred art and science of flower essence therapy, which she offers in loving partnership with the Flower Essence Society and the Menka Mystery School. Lindsay's line of five element flower essence remedies, the elementals, are available nationally and internationally. So let us welcome Lindsay to the show. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you and especially to talk about your new book in our element. How exciting. Very excited. It is finally here. It has been a labor of love and joy, and I'm excited for readers to experience it. Yeah, I bet you are. How exciting, for sure. So I did want to just take our listeners back and start with the question of what led you to write this book? Well, this book rose out of the last few years of really teaching this work. I've been teaching a certification in flower essence therapy, which has been in partnership with the Flower Essence Society. I've been teaching about the five elements um, in leadership programs and high school programs, how to really take this, this ancient system and make it modern and applicable and practical in our lives now. And so in all of the teaching, it's, it keeps coming up. What's, you know, where can I find more? Where can I learn more? So I thought, okay, let me put all of this in one place. And also really wanting to write a book that was in the sorts of love letter to nature, to these teachings. I bring in a lot of my personal experiences, the the miracles that I've experienced working with this medicine. And so I hope that the book is as informative as it is inspiring and personable and accessible. Uh, That was the book that I wanted to write. Excellent. Yes. As now, as I recall from reading the book, you did have some health issues. I did. I, that's, it's how it all started for me because I was uh, diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. And that was really what introduced me to the work of uh, holistic medicine, acupuncture, flower essences, certainly spirituality as medicine, which really comes out of if we look at indigenous medicine and the connection between spirituality and the body. And so all of that started because I was so devastated by the diagnosis that it it was a, a catalyst for me to start really transforming myself and my life. And as I was moving through the process, I kind of learned, oh, it's not even really about my body and the fertility. It's really about what kind of human and what kind of soul am I navigating life on this planet? Wow. What kind of body and what kind of soul am I? So often it's those underlying things right there. We can do all the things on the surface and think we got it all, but if there's something within us that is out of alignment, yeah, yeah. And then also appreciating that even if I reach the goal, in air quotes, the the fertility, the job, the whatever it is, um, that if I'm not in alignment, it really doesn't matter. 
you know, how those two things work together. Sometimes the material world is just an inspiration to do the inner work. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then I will be honest and say that I've been there where I think everything's right, everything's right, but there's something inside of me and it was just not there and something not believing in me, which then nothing works, right? And so really getting into that soul energy and really checking in and finding out what is it. And that requires us to go deep. Definitely. Sit still. <laughs> Sit still, be quiet, listen. Definitely. Yeah. And then sometimes it's enduring, you know, it's enduring the the heartache or the pain or the discomfort while we're waiting for something to show itself or yeah. reveal itself. Not yeah. easy for sure. <laughs> no, it's not easy. And because it's not easy, I know, and I know I've been guilty of it too. Many of us just rush, 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 keep ourselves busy, 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 and we don't slow down and we don't go within. And we also throw the blame or throw right. the anger on other people. They did this or this one did that instead of like, okay, let me, let me pull back the reins and let me go within myself. Yeah. And I know that's where many of my lessons have come from too. I know that's part of my story and why I even started on this path and what I saw is why I help, right? That kind of thing for sure. Yeah. So your book is great. I love the elements. And I think as we were chatting before we hit record was that I kind of come into the elements working through the medicine wheel as well as the tarot. So I work with a little bit different. I work more of the four element system, whereas the Chinese acupuncture system and what you're talking about works in the five elements. So let's just talk about that a little bit and the differences and the likenesses really. Yeah, I, I come into this question a lot, especially because in my work, I also sometimes will bring in astrology, which is a completely different system of the elements. Um, African spirituality has a different association of elements. So this question comes up, especially as in our current society, we're able to bring all of these different modalities together. And so the way that I talk about it in the book is this is is just taking it back a few thousand years and realizing that these medicines come out of a, a shared consciousness, but a different context. So people all over the world were living in harmony with nature. They were seeing nature's uh, pulse inside of the psyche of humans. But, you know, your relationship to fire and the sun is going to be different if you live in a desert than if you live in, say, Alaska. Or Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> or Birmingham, Alabama, or New York City, or, you know, so fire is fire is fire. Um, that's the archetype. But our relationship with that element is going to change depending on the cultural context and the location of the people who develop that particular system. So to that end, all of those systems are correct, accurate, um, thorough, and they work best when we think about them in their own right, as opposed to trying to remix them and say, oh, okay, well, you're talking about fire element in Chinese medicine and I'm a fire sign. It's not the same thing. And if we start trying to remix them, that's where we start getting confused. Good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's take an example. We are moving into the fall season. Yes. Right. And so I know I talk about the fall being in the element of earth. Now, Chinese medicine looks at it differently. How would you describe that? In Chinese medicine, the autumn equinox brings us into the metal element, which is essentially the fifth element of the of the five element system that begins with water to wood to fire to earth and then to the metal element. Yeah. So late summer, is that the earth element? Late summer is considered the earth element. 
And then depending on the classical text, the earth element is also the transition between each season. Oh. So there's this beautiful poetry around every season goes back to the earth to replenish before becoming the next season. I love that. Back to the earth to replenish. I was just talking in my last podcast about taking the time to release and notice and honor. So that makes so much sense. Back to the earth to replenish. That does make so much sense. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the qualities that you find for this season ahead with the metal element? So some of the signatures of the metal element in East Asian medicine, the meridian systems in the body that relate to the metal element are the lungs and the large intestine. And the way I think about that on a psycho-spiritual level is it's what you take in and what you release. So it's breathing in. It's a, it's a season for taking in inspiration and the wonder and the beauty of the present moment. And then it's also the season for letting go and purging and releasing the things from the year that maybe don't serve you anymore. Those ideas, those habits, the junk you've accumulated. It's time to let all of that go. (laughs) So that's part of the metaphor of of metal. Yeah. And I know we see that like through the falling of the leaves. I guess it depends on where you are, but seeing it through the falling of the leaves and how beautiful they get and all their color and then they come back and then they actually feed the earth. So there's that part too. Yeah. It's that bridge in the cycle. It's the, the metal element is associated with death. It's associated with that decline and surrender, releasing of the essence of a thing, the spirit of a thing, the essential nature of a thing, and um, and letting that emerge from the physical matter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I know we also talk about in the medicine one, the way I've been taught is the direction of the West. So that's the sunset, the end of the day, letting those struggles go as well. And it is also to talking about the struggles of the day. Whereas we also talk about the harvest of the fruit and the earth and all that abundance and Thanksgiving and all that. So we have both parts of that. Yes. And I, I didn't realize that, but the metal element in East Asian medicine is also the West. Huh. There you go. It's also associated with the West. So Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, they are correlations that come in and yeah, weave all around. And I loved what you said in the beginning about shared consciousness. Yeah, mm, yeah. it is. It, yeah. it really is an, um, an emergent shared consciousness and, and we get to experience it now as well. So what about your African teachings? What about that indigenous part of you? Where does this fit in as well? Um, it is all related, um, and I'm I'm constantly learning about the different connections between these systems. You know, in the in the African diasporic systems, and there are, I do I do want to say that there are many, many, many variations of African spiritual practices. Um, but in those practices, we're looking at forces of nature, and so during this time of year, I often think about uh, the goddess Oya. That's the a consciousness that has been really present with me recently because she deals with the breath. So we hmm. see that correspondence with the lung. She deals with the idea of, of breathing and letting things go, destroying the things that don't serve us anymore in service of our highest self, our highest transformation. So she's been really present with me for the last the last few, I would say, lifetimes, but definitely more present in the last few days and weeks as we've been moving into this autumn season. How nice. Yeah, beautiful to include that in the studies as well. So you also talk about in your book, which I found kind of interesting, was a prayer board versus a vision board. What's the difference? 
That is one of my favorite practices. So I think many of us are familiar with a vision board and right. this idea of we have a goal, we have an intention, and we're going to make something to remind us of what that is that we're we're moving towards. A prayer board is different in that it leaves space for the unknown. And so in a prayer board, you're not asking for something specific that you want. You're asking for a way of being. So instead of saying, I want this specific vacation, or I want this specific car, or I want this specific spouse, (laughs) uh, which is what I see a lot of in my practice, money and honey are the two things that bring people in. Money and honey, I agree. Money and honey. Those are the readings, yes. (laughs) Career stuff and relationship stuff. Um, So with your vision board, you might have a clear idea of what that is. When you have a prayer board, it's acknowledging that we have no idea what is out there that might be trying to find its way to us. And so the prayer board is leaving space. I like to say it's this or something better. So instead of asking for a specific type of partner or even a specific person, I've seen people put actual people on their vision boards, which I don't really agree with. (laughs) No, I don't either. Yeah, free will, right? Yeah. That's right. But the the prayer board would instead say, okay, I want to feel nurtured. I want to feel loved. I want to feel cherished. I want to be loving. I want to cherish and respect someone. And so I'm going to bring in images or poetry or lyrics from songs that remind me of that quality of being in my life. And then I say this or something better because I have no idea how that's going to look or what it's going to look like. But the prayer is that I'll know it when I find it. Hmm. And the prayer is that the universe knows my heart and my intention and my destiny. And so it's leaving space for the things to come that I don't yet know, that I can't yet see. I love that. And leaves it more open. I love that. I really do. I really love that. And I I think like we were talking before we hit record again, it's like, I think, you know, like kind of what I was saying, like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know I've set this energy out there. And so I think that's the same idea. And I love what you said, leave space for the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. The mystery, the mysterious I like to joke with myself sometimes and say, it's above my pay grade. So I'll say, okay, I know, for example, there's a trip that I want to go to in Brazil this this coming up in December. I have no idea how I can make it work financially or in my schedule, but something in me feels like it's the right thing to do. You know, when you have those moments where you're like, this is right for me, but it doesn't make sense. So then I like to say, well, it's above my pay grade. God is going to figure out (laughs) and let me know. Yeah, what I have to do to get there. Well, I think once we commit to, I think there's something that has to be said about that. So even just having that vision and not having all the answers right now, I've been saying that a lot. You don't have to have all the answers right now. But when you have that vision, or as you're saying here, when you have those prayers, I love that. And then when you know it, you'll find it. Or when you find it, you'll know it. You know, however that weaves itself in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you also work with flower essences. How does that fit in? So the flower essences we use to help us access the what I like to think of as the consciousness or the intentions of each of these elements of nature. So for example, for the metal element, one of the soul lessons for the, the metal element is being present, being in the present moment, being in the now. So then what gets in the way of that? That's where the flower essences come in. So if what's keeping you from being in the now is that you're always rushing off to do something, you're moving ahead of your time, 
you're always either running late or feeling like you're running late or people around you're moving too slowly, then you might use one of the flower essences in that chapter, which is called impatience. And impatience is a flower. They name it that because when you touch it, it's pods like spew off and seem really agitated like a person who is feeling impatient. Um, so you might work with that flower essence. There's another flower essence in that chapter called star tulip. And star tulip is really about cultivating a meditative presence. So that's a flower essence I use for my clients who don't have time to meditate or they don't know where to meditate or how to meditate or how to slow down as, as we were talking about uh, before we started recording. How do you slow down and allow yourself to be in a receptive state so that the universe can communicate with you? That's one of the qualities of this metal season that we're moving into. And the star tulip is the flower essence that helps us to cultivate that. Mm, that's beautiful. I have to admit, I have not really worked with flower essence. I tend to be an essential oil girl. How do they differ? I call essential oils and flower essences country cousins okay. <laughs> because they're so similar and resonant with one another. The way that I tend to think of them in my practice is that I think of essential oils more for the etheric or the emotional body because they are so effective at moving chi. So we'll put essential oils on specific acupressure points and they're great, you know, of course we know essential oils for aromatherapy and things like that, but the flower essences are taken internally as supplements. So you either put them in your water or put them in drops under your tongue and you ingest them. Instead of working more on the emotional body, they work more on our thoughts and perceptions. So they affect the way we see things that are happening around us. They affect the way we even process in some ways, you know, a lot of the ways that we perceive things, relationships, again, money and honey, often stem out of our own childhood learnings or wounds in some cases. And a lot of that stuff just isn't true, you know, and so the flower essences shift us to a more, uh, a perspective that is more in alignment with our highest good and our highest intention. They're super subtle. But I was about to ask, are they more subtle? They are more subtle. They might show up as a sudden aha moment or an epiphany, an insight. You know, sometimes someone will say, oh, that's why I feel that way. Or in the case of Star Tulip, they might say, oh, if I rearrange my room this way, then I'll have a whole section of my room that I can use to sit and meditate. So it's subtle. It doesn't feel very artificial. It's coming from inside of you. So it doesn't feel, you know, if you've ever been under the influence of alcohol or ayahuasca or weed or any of those other plant medicinals, um, you can feel so the San Pedro throwing there. Yeah, yeah. All of, you yeah. know, you can kind of feel that that voice uh, of that plant coming through you. But with the flower essences, it is really resonating and awakening your own truth. So it feels really authentic, but it's subtle. And because it feels so much like you, you might not even notice that the flower essence supported that awakening or that understanding. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much. And I think that just taking it a step further, let's demyth that because I always heard that essential oils counteract the flower essences and you either need to use one or the other. That's what I was taught oh. way back. So yes, let's debunk that. I've never heard that. I think they work so well together. I actually think that if we look at the spectrum of, I tend to think in terms of the subtle body, 
But if we think in terms of food, herbs, essential oils, and flower essences, I think that they all work together. I think that foods and or pharmaceutical drugs, which are often based on plants, will do the thing for you. They'll, you know, they'll change your hormones. They'll, they'll kind of come in and muscle it. I get the sense that herbs and uh, essential oils, I always tend to think that they teach your body how to do it. They're kind of allies in that way. And then the flower essences give you the motivation to do it or the insight that you need to do it. And so you can't really go wrong with working with a really great teacher, working with a really good coach and and working with a really good I don't know what we'd call it, muscle person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they do all work together, at, at least the way I've I've seen it. I don't um I don't tend to separate them. Yeah, I think that's important. And I know that I have. And I know that I understand the essential oils, definitely understand food. That's been a lifelong study for me. <laughs> and I really kind of have shied away, although there are some really great herbalists here that make some great tinctures. And I guess those are kind of the same thing, like an herbal tincture. Is that the same thing as a flower essence or not? It's not in that an herb will have the actual, the actual plant substrate. So the herbs will have either the roots or the bark or whatever they're using to to make their herbal medicine. The flower essence is specifically from the flower of the plant distilled in water. Um, so it's just the energetic blueprint. So there's no physical substrate of the flower essence in the tincture. Energetic blueprint. Love that. Yeah, it's so magical. Yeah. It, and it's one of those medicines where it, I I have been working with flower essences for almost 20 years. And I'm still surprised at how powerful they are and how elegant and simple they are. But they do these, they facilitate these really big shifts. So it's, it's, I'm still in awe of it. I probably will be for the rest of this lifetime, I'm sure. Wow, that's just beautiful. Um, learn something new every day. I love it. So do you sell your own or do you work with a company? How do you work with the flower essences for your work? I have a line of flower essences that I work with that are based on the five elements. And I started that because as an acupuncturist, I found very early in the game that the flower essences support the acupuncture and the acupuncture supports the flower essence work. And so I would be working with my clients and I would use the acupuncture to kind of move their energy, move their chi, and then they would have to go back into their life. And whatever was causing that stagnation or that frustration was still happening. And so the flower essences started supporting my clients in making the lifestyle changes that they needed. Mm -hmm. And so I created a line of essences that were based on the five elements so Ooh, I, I looked that. at the archetypal themes, the lessons, the lessons that I share in the book are actually related to the the formulas that I created that say, okay, if you are in the metal season and you're working on this lesson of present presence, there is a flower essence formula for that. If you're working on the soul lesson of acknowledging how precious you are as a reflection of the divine, then there's another flower essence in the metal element collection that speaks to that that's called worthy. And so I use them back and forth. And um, even for acupuncturists, uh, those that don't have certification in herbal medicine, it just became a very easy way for practitioners, for clients to get to know these elements and to work with them with intention 
on their own terms. And, you know, flower essences are meant to be a self-help modality anyway. You don't need a practitioner. I, I'm saying that as a practitioner and as someone who trains practitioners, but you don't need a practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you've included that. And already it's like, yeah, so many ways to support it. And I really love how you broke that down. I really do. I think that's awesome. And so your book goes a little further. I mean, in each you give a chapter on each of the elements, you give the references, then you give other activities and exercises. Like I said, the prayer board, meditation. I really love the way you've broken it down in your book, for sure. Thank you so much. I definitely had a lot of fun and learned a lot from my students as I was writing it. So that's a great thing always, for sure. It makes the best teacher when we learn from our students. So what is your hopes for the book? My hope for the book is that we will start to see how we can support our own healing and our collective healing by doing this inner work with our own darkness and our own shadow, uh, looking on a personal level. When we do that inner work, my hope that is that uh, readers will find some tools to support moving towards their highest expression of themselves and also thinking collectively and globally at humanity as as a whole of how much work we have to do to, again, be better humans. So my hope is that people will use this book as a springboard, that they'll be introduced to some things that work, that they'll discover other things that that work just as well, if not better, um, but that we are all on this collective path of transformation together. Yeah, path of transformation together for sure. Yeah, so... Who is this book for? I would say this book is for a tribe of folks that I call (laughs) neo-ancients. And what I mean by that is that there are a lot of us who are out there that are calling on older ancient technologies, spiritual traditions, healing traditions, complementary and alternative medicine, if we're we're looking for more of a, a medical perspective. But there are a lot of us out there that are looking backward to look forward. And we're saying, okay, wait, the situation that we're in right now isn't quite right. What can I learn from my ancestors? What can I learn from the people who were most connected with the earth? So we're all doing that in different ways. Some of us do that by taking yoga classes. Some of us do that by mindfulness meditation. Some of us walk around with our flower essences or our essential oils or our acupuncture needles in our bag. But this idea of being neo-ancient means that we're taking these old technologies and making them relevant now so that we can create a better future. And so this book is for anyone who is anywhere on that continuum of looking backward to look forward. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I sit in the sweat lodge and I walk the medicine wheel. So definitely that is part of that for sure. Yeah. You are part of the neo-ancient tribe. (laughs) Neo-ancient. Yes. I love that. I haven't thought about that before, but it is true. Part of it is like past life. Part of it's DNA. Part of it's what we bring forward and what our purpose and our soul is telling us to do at this time in humanity. Yeah. That's right. And how do we each answer that unique call in harmony with one another, that balance between being individuals and being interconnected? I think we're rediscovering how to do that. Definitely rediscovering how to work together <laughs> instead of opposing. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So where is the best place for people to find your book 
or would you like to send them? Everyone, I would love for you to visit my website, which is thespiritseed.org. Um, you'll see where you can find the book and some insight into the book, as well as all of the classes that we teach as part of the, the Flower Essence training program. So you can find out you can see some of the student work that others have done. You can, of course, see the book, what inspires the book, and and get to know our neo-ancient community a bit more. Excellent. And just a shout out to Llewellyn Publications for publishing it for you. How yes, awesome. Yes, they definitely. have been such a tremendous support through the entire process and really, I think, champions of, they've been champions of wellness and spirituality for, they're one of the oldest publishers, but Yes. Yes. Starting with like, you know, the paper catalog for sure. I know they were like one of the first I started ordering from. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I, I love that they just embrace that. I, I kind of have this a little bit humorous, a little bit quirky approach to the five elements and they really embrace that with me. So I'm super grateful for Llewellyn's team. Excellent. Yeah. I love them too. I'm super grateful for them as well. So as we go to close out the show, I always like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel that this work that you're doing with this soul medicine and the elements and the essence can help to empower the spirit right now in humanity? I know that the soul medicine helps us to make space for spirit. It helps us to make space for spirit that is always trying to communicate with us. It allows us to make space for that to come in and drive and direct us. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a spirit-driven community. I agree. Make space for what is unknown to bring it in in a spirit-driven community. I am 100% with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. I highly recommend this book. And I know I'm going to go to the website and look for some of those flower essences myself. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. To your spirit. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, we are all on this collective path of transformation. Draw on the ancient teachings to look forward. These beautiful old technologies are relevant now. As Lindsay said, let's take them forward for the collective healing of humanity. Reach out to Lindsay for her book and check out her offerings and her flower essences. She has a quiz that will help you understand what will serve you best. And reach out to me for helping to build your spiritual practice. A little energy medicine every day can make huge shifts in your life. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Ready to take charge of your own energy system? My next Reiki One class is happening on October 12th at Ritual Shelter here in Homewood, Alabama. Come join us. Reiki is a natural system of healing that you can use for your own personal wellness. Links will be in the show notes.